0: I'm on the track!
1: My name is Jermaine. thank you for being a part of the show um before we go any further um I've had some some i've had a rough couple of days and uh, hopefully hopefully you guys can call in and make this day better for me but um um i have I, had some, I've had, some I've had some i've had a rough rough of it for the last couple of days and uh um but um, uh, I did lose somebody very, very, very near and dear to me, and uh, I know that was very near and dear to my mother as well. Um, one of the things I want I want to say is um, to the women who listen to the show, and also to the men who listen to the show as well. Um, there's a uh, a very fine line between um not checking yourself and checking yourself for, for things. And um, I, I challenge all the women and all the men out there who's listening to the show. Um, breast cancer is a very, very, very serious thing. And it's not a serious thing in my family, but it's a serious thing in society right now. And um, not only that, you know, you look at other things that are, that are going on, um, you know things that have happened in, in in here in the nation and now things that have happened both in Turkey and in France the last couple of days i need I need everyone I need to challenge everyone to do one thing for me that's to tell just to tell somebody that you know that you love me um because you never know when your that day's gonna come when they're not around anymore. And when that day comes, how are you going to react? How are you going to see things through? And basically this is what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to see my way through a lot of things and, and, um, hopefully this will be a good distraction for me for, for the next two hours. But, um, You know, I'm going to name off some names, and I don't want you to know, and I want you to listen to what I have to say very, very closely. Um, Lynn Houston-Dawson. Angela Houston.
2: Kendria Daniels. Sharon Jones.
1: These are all very important women in my life. Angela and on are my sisters. Kendra is my cousin, and we just lost Sharon this past Thursday. This past Wednesday night. You know, cancer is a very, very ugly thing, and if you don't detect it yourself early, because you're you're the first line to, you're the first line of defense when it comes to cancer, especially breast cancer. <laughs> you're your first line. So. Like I said, I want to challenge all all the men and women out there who's listening to the show, who's you've heard of it. So let let's continue to do it. You know, the buddy check system always works. You know, when you check your when you check yourself, that's the first line of defense. So please, by all means, continue to to check yourself monthly. If you find anything go see a doctor immediately I mean the earlier you detect it the better off your life your life expectancy will be so please go out there please take this and take this as, as something that's very important not only to me but, but to every woman involved so you know um, I just I just want people to understand that. Um but we're gonna jump into the daily devotional real quick and we're gonna um uh, get that going. Um this is a good one. This is on Galatians chapter six, verses two through five. Bear another bear one another burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if Anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing. He deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. For each one will bear its own load. A quiet presence during someone else's time of pain says more than any words of advice ever can. A grieving widow, for example, doesn't need to hear our own tale of loss. She needs an arm around her shoulder so she realizes that she's not alone. Think about the times that we, br- we bring our burdens before the Lord in prayer. Simply experiencing his presence lightens the weight we have been carrying. God's response to our pain is a clear demonstration of how important it is to make ourselves available and listen to our neighbors. No matter how inadequate we might feel, we can all share a burden by spending time with a friend who is enduring hardship. The Holy Spirit will let us know when words are not necessary and when it's the right moment to speak, that oftentimes becomes our opportunity to share how the Lord has worked in our lives during a painful period. When we give the Holy Spirit total control, he will bring to mind situations, emotions, and the ways God helped us. We can use those things to minister to others. Hurting people grab upon tender stories as to a lifetime. It gives them hope to reason that since the Lord separated one person through a valley of darkness, he will surely be faithful to do the same for another. Our spirit-developed compassion may require us to give our burdened neighbor other types of help, even martial aid. It's easy to pray for a friend or share a story with a church member, but we cannot limit ourselves to those things. If we are willing to be used by our Heavenly Father, we must be open to his leading about how to offer assistance. That's some heavy stuff right there, man. Some real heavy stuff. And maybe I need to hear that. I need to read that for myself. But we're going to take a big session break. We'll be right back. We're going to come and talk some – we're going to talk about some, some Big 12 football. Stay tuned. To the folks in the cell gate crew, my name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for thanks for letting me have that little soliloquy there. Uh, but we're gonna jump into <laughs> my favorite time of year, <laughs> my favorite favorite time of year, um, next to Christmas. Actually, um, I'll tell you something, man. We're about fifty some odd days away from from the beginning of college football season, and and I I, I really cannot wait and. You know we're gonna jump right into the right into the into the preview show today. And this is the first of the first of the power five, and uh, I started with last year. I started with the big with the with the Pac-12. This year I'm gonna start with the Big 12, and uh, let's put it this way, man. The Big 12 as a whole, teams, to the bottom probably one of the best conferences in all the land. Um, some of the the things that come out um, here in the last couple of days. Where you know last couple of days, last couple of the twelve, it hasn't been flattering, you know, with the whole Art Brown situation, um, and everything like that Jim Grove, the, the you know, Jim Grove taking over at at Baylor is probably one of the best things that's, that's happened in in a while, and uh, you know, he's talking about bringing the school back to having responsibility, you know taking responsibility, you know taking ownership of what you've done. and he's looking at it to focus on character integrity, things of that nature. That's what he that's what he's wanting and um, I think that that that's a great that's a great thing to have you know is to have integrity. Cannot, cannot wait, you know, to talk about this. And, you know, the Big 12 is, for me, I don't want to say it's the conference of quarterbacks this year, but it's, it's it's really, it's really the conference of quarterbacks, if you think about it. You know, um, you know, Baker Mayfield is coming back. Seth Russell is coming. Baker Mayfield is coming back for Oklahoma. Seth Russell is coming back for Baylor. Tyler Howard for West Virginia. Patrick Mahomes for uh, Texas Tech. And Mason Rudolph. You know, those are some of the, those are some of the names that you've heard last year. And you, now, you know, TCU. Trevon Boykin has gone. You know, over ten thousand yards passing is gone. You know, almost twelve thousand yards in total offense that's gone from that team you know, after four years. This is a good situation, you know, alone because they've got a guy who was a starter at A and M and Kenny Hill who can step in and play the and play. He's a baller, he's from the Dallas area, so you know he's wanting to make a big impression. Kenny Hill is. I mean, you look at other look at other schools that, that are going through transformations. Um Iowa State, you know, going from traditional I formation under under a former coach and former Auburn defensive coordinator, um, former defense coordinator, moving to a spread type offense under Matt Campbell, who comes over from Toledo, which is a big hire. Um, we look at Texas, who's got probably got the best quarterback situation. <laughs> in a very, very probably, got the best quarterback situation since Oklahoma back a couple of years ago. They've got three quarterbacks that could that could play, that can play, will play, possibly. You know, I hope that Shane Buckley, actually, Shane I'm sorry, can actually redshirt this year and actually learn offense, actually learn offense a little bit better. But the way that he played in the spring game, the way that he came in as of January enrollee early enrollee it it really makes me think that Texas may go to (laughs) to a freshman quarterback with a great round game that they have and a great you know great running game that they have you know you've lost a couple players like a Jonathan Gray uh who graduated last year lost a couple other players um but you also got a freshman that can that can really run the ball. So, and Chris Horn. and you got you got some really really good, you got some really really good things going on right now at Texas. Third year for Charlie Strong. This may be the best Texas team that we'll see this year. Stay tuned. Iowa State could be well improved, but they're still going to be in that in that bottom half of the Big Twelve. K State got a great defense. If they can if they can sustain the quarterback situation, find a quarterback, you know, out of that situation that they have, if they can find running back a running back that can complement the starting running back from last year who had over eleven hundred yards, this could really, really be a good K State team. But the top three for me the three for me, no doubt about it. You know I think even though Baylor is going through a lot of the things that they're going through right now, I really think that Baylor could be in that top in that top three. Uh, I think, you know, with with things with things happening at Baylor, Baylor's loaded. You know, Seth Russell, uh They've got a they've got a great uh, defense. They've got a great offensive line. Kyle Fuller is the anchor of that line center. Shockland um, Wood um, is, is is just a bell cow in the backfield. Um, KD Cannon. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of things that is gonna be much expected from KD Cannon, as opposed to any other. Player on, in this team because he's replacing the front round draft pick in Corey Coleman. He's that new go-to threat. He's that new guy, you know. So, you know, with Jim Grove bringing in, you no, know, he's not changing anything. Could this be just as just as good of a of a team this year as it was the last four years under under Art Bros? Very, very possible. Very, very possible. Um, like as possible, you know you, look at other, you know, you look at other spots, you know, that, that's in that top top in the Big 12. I mean, TCU, like, like we saw about TCU, Josh Dotson, um, you know, drafted Aaron Green, graduated Yvonne Boykin in the NFL, you know. You got a lot. To, you got a lot to a lot to change on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you've got to find that go-to receiver. you got to find another running back. But then you've got a little bit of stability at, at, at quarterback. You know, you got you got Kenny Hill who who started eight games at A&M. You know, you got you got another quarterback that started a couple games for you when run, Boykin was hurt. So you got two quarterbacks there. And then you also have another quarterback that transferred from from another uh, from another school that's gonna that's that end up playing as well. The defense which is which is I think is going to be the strength of TCU this year as opposed to what it's been the last few years. Will they give up thirty one points a game? Probably so maybe less, maybe more, but I, I I'm very very excited about what TCU has. If you look at their look at their schedule, Oklahoma, Tech and Oklahoma State are amongst the teams that come to that comes to M and G Carter this year. So, you know, and they're, they're big teams to play. Not only that, I mean, you look at I mean, we can look at other we can look at other schools in the Big Twelve that could possibly be surprised. we we're, we're talking a team like a Texas, as, as we talked about before. I mean, but you know Texas, Texas. You know we all talk about long shots. Texas is not a long shot, but it's year three under Charlie Strong. You see, this team make improvements from year one to year two, year three. I mean, it may not show up in regards to. Two wins and losses on the field, but the way that this Texas team plays, and the way that this Texas team has has shown over the last two years under Charlie Strong, this could be the breakout year. Again, they find the defense. They find a the defense to spark the offense. They Find the offense. Find the quarterback to spark the to spark the, to spark, the to spark the the player, the players around them. Get, a running game, get their running game going as, as well, get the passing game going as well as having that strong running game, Texas is a dark horse. And I, I, I'm going to say this earlier, Texas is a dark horse, period, point blank. Um, I think that's how that's going to happen. Now, you know, you look, at, you look at other teams in the big building,
3: Kansas for me
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that could happen at Kansas you got some really you I mean you recruit pretty well in Texas you recruit pretty well in the midwest you get a lot of you get a lot of, of in state recruits. And you also recruit Kansas City and St. Louis really, really well. But the one thing that really bothers a lot of the, the people around Kansas is that the facilities aren't as up to date for the football program as there is about the basketball program. This is This is what puts Kansas behind the eight ball. In regards to recruiting, in regards to getting those players, getting the, the top tier players, you know, you got a good, you got a good, good, good roster around you. Smiths Fish, Smithson, who's a safety, who could easily be a, could easily be a, a third round draft pick in twenty seven in the 2017 draft. Um, you got some really good. There's yeah, some really good offensive, some defensive linemen that you can build upon with Dorance Armstrong Jr., Daniel Wise, you know, and then the linebackers Joe Denine, who who played very, played very very well. But the thing that really hurt them last year was depth, very 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 very, very weak depth wise, and when you're having to you're Having to rely on a quarterback like Orion Williams and your running back Keon Kenner on the offensive side, you don't really have much of an offensive line to build upon. This is this is what this is what you have in regards to why you're at the bottom of the conference. Kansas, you know, renovations are being done to to the, to the football stadium. They've got a new football facility about to go up. Um, possible new apparel deal coming up in the next, the next year So so. Um, so, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that that are happening positive to Kansas. But David Beattie has to keep that going in the right direction. He has to keep that going in the right direction. You know, we move, move forward. When we talked about Iowa State, we talked about a lot of things that happened to Iowa, Iowa State. You know, you lose a guy, you lose a great,
2: you lose a, a good coach—not a great coach, a good coach—but
1: you saw improvement. You didn't see it on the, you didn't see it on on the scoreboard. You didn't see it in in, in the record, but you saw improvement each of the three years even though you know they weren't as they, they didn't make bowl games. The one thing that a lot of people really talk really talks about is Matt Campbell leaving Toledo and he's got some really, really good pieces to to build upon. You know, Mike Warren who had almost fourteen hundred yards last year. Alan Lazard who was a really, really good receiver in a really, really bad offense. Um Joel landing, you know he's still he's still a work in progress and the offensive line only has one starter left so you've got a lot of you got a lot of moving pieces with the offense that you don't have with the defense I mean and then they have probably one of the roughest schedules of all of all the teams in, you know in the Big 12 and and um, it makes it it makes it very very difficult for for a Team like Iowa State to to move forward to press on. Um, I mean, they got in-state rivals Northern Iowa and Iowa to start the season, and Northern Iowa um, from the Missouri Valley Football Conference is probably one of the best football teams next to North Dakota State in that in that league and there are no pushovers. Aaron Bailey, who was who was a quarterback at, at Illinois, uh heads that team over there in, in Cedar Rapids. And, you know, they could come in to Jack Trice and upset Iowa State. I don't I mean, I can see it happening. But they've got a rough seven week they got a rough first seven weeks of the season. And they're at Iowa for the South. They they open up Big 12 play at, at TCU. They have a home games at Baylor. They go to Oklahoma, they go to Stillwater. They have K State at home. They have Oklahoma at home. You know Kansas Kansas at home. And then the next then the last two games on the road at Texas Tech and at West Virginia. This is probably the toughest road to hold in regards of scheduling in the Big 12. I mean Iowa State has they they can be competitive in the games. No James. They had close offers last year, and they did show flashes of flashes of brilliance at times, you know under Paul Rhodes, but this is Matt Campbell's team now no but this is this is paul Rhodes um recruits let's give let's give Matt Campbell a couple years let's see what he can do. I think that he'll be i think he's a good fit in a great school in a good state where there's there's talent all over the state, but that talent's going to Iowa right now. But if he can if he can recruit Iowa and he can recruit the Midwest, you know he can recruit Northwest Ohio. You know he can recruit Northern Ohio, Southern Michigan, and Michigan, that corridor, and he can recruit Chicago. This is a really, really good time to have a good coach like Matt Campbell. So, um I don't think it'll show up on the I don't think the results will show up this season. I mean, I can see them winning four to five games. But they also can if they can keep the games close, they can also surprise a lot of people. And I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be surprised if they were susceptible to to actually get into a bowl game. I mean they could they they could be that good that they can get into a bowl game. Um Moving forward we look at other we you know we look at other teams. look at the k state k state um they dipped a little bit in regards to they dipped a little bit in regards to the record you know six and seven last year and this is this is the i mean this is the worst record since Bill Snyder's been back, and Bill Snyder's been back in, in Manhattan, this is a six and seven record would probably be great for other players, for other schools. But when you have someone that the pedigree of Bill Snyder, this is a—I mean—I wouldn't call it a disappointment. I would call it just an abomination. To, to be perfectly honest with you. Joe Huebner, you know, he brought this team back. You know, he he brought stability to the to the quarterback position when you lost quarterbacks like Jesse Ertz and Alex Delton, who who got hurt last year really early. Joe Huber, you know, he was a he's a development case. I mean, didn't play much quarterback in high school. Yeah, you know, he was a quarterback. In didn't play much in high school. But you could tell he's got the athleticism, he's got he's got he's got the character to be a quarterback. And I think that you know, do I think that he'll be he'll be starting? this year? No, I, I think that it'll revert back to just Jesse Ertz. But don't be surprised that Joe if Joe Huebner, because of the way he played the last four games of the year, if he gets that that little oomph that he needs to make it to make himself a next level type of guy. I, I think like I said, I, I really think that, that you got a lot of leeway here. You've got a good situation with three quarterbacks who can who can play. You got three quarterbacks that do things a little bit different. If they find a running game to complement whatever quarterback that they have, this could be a really, really, really Kansas State team. Even though they're returning only eleven starters, this is this is the type of K State team that has shocked and surprised a lot of people by winning ten, nine, ten, eleven games over the course of the thirty thirty plus years that Bill Schneider's been the head coach. So we're looking at we're looking at something that could be built upon. We're looking at a really good team that could be better. You know, you know, no more Cody war here. No more Boston Steve. You know, those guys on they're they're in it NFL now. The defense should be the strength. As you got you got seven stars back on the on the defense on the defense side of the ball, and then you have. A guy like Dante Barnett, who by a lot of estimations is, pro- is probably their best defensive player, even though he's a safety. This is a kid who who has had injury after injury after injury. And when he's healthy, he is on. I mean, there's no point, there's no doubt about it. When we look at K State's schedule, K State's schedule is setting up to be one of a tougher schedule as well you open up your season at effort, and then you have an off week, and then you go eight straight weeks playing you know, you have at before Atlantic, Missouri State, but then you jump in the Big 12 play, and you got West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas back to back and forth in, in and in in you're at West Virginia, you're home to Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, and you're home to Texas. This kid, that Texas the Texas K State game could be the big barometer game for them in regards to Big Twelve play because you could see a Texas game who could potentially be four and two going into that game. Uh, three and three, four and two going into that game. I I really feel like this is a high barometer game. This could be that game to get you either the Alamo Bowl or to <laughs> to the Alamo Bowl, or to um, or to the Heart of Bowl. This is how close these two teams are in regards to bowl selection. This, this could be this this could be that game that gets you over the hump, whether you get a five million dollar payday or you get a two million dollar payday. So you know, this could be a really, really tough team for K State to play. This could be a really really soft team to play. But knowing Charlie Strong and that Texas team, knowing Bob Stoops and that Oklahoma team, man, you 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 got some you got some hard games back to back. Four weeks back to back. That's you're just basically running a gauntlet. And then, you know, you have you're at Iowa State and then you you're home to Oklahoma State. Again another big barometer game, you know, because you don't know what you're going to get from Oklahoma State. You know, even though they've got a returning quarterback and Mason Rudolph, we'll, we'll talk about Oklahoma State later, but you don't know what kind of defense is going to show up for, for Oklahoma State from any given Saturday. And that this is probably one of the times that we're talking about. This, this could be one of those, one of those things where a K state can strike when the iron's hot. So, um, no, then they have another off week, and they finish off at Baylor, home game to Kansas, and then they're at TCU to end the season, December third. This is a this this again can be a big a big game. Can do I see K State winning seven eight games? I can. I can also see them winning nine ten games. Like I said, because this is the kind of team that gen that traditionally you don't think will have that kind of that kind of team because they have so many so little starters coming back this is traditionally where where Bill Snyder brings out the best in his teams so this, this is this is one of those things where this could be a good thing it could also be a bad thing a blessing. I mean, I can like I said, I can see K State winning five, six games, join six and six again. I can see them winning seven, eight games. I can see them winning nine, ten games. This is just one of those K State teams, if you just look at look at the performances that they've had after they've had subpar seasons in, in their in their eyes the eight and five the seven six records I mean go back and look I mean this is traditionally when they strike and, and um I just think there's gonna be very a very very good good schedule for for this guy. now now moving forward again and you know, we we'll, we'll skip Texas I'll go back to Texas, but no, I think that there's two dark horses in the Big Twelve. Excuse me, there could be three dark horses in the Big Twelve. I mean, let let's just put it this way. Tech, for me, you no, know, they go it went from a, a, a eight and five years four and eight the year before. You know, eight and five year the first year, four and eight last year, four and eight twenty fourteen, seven and six last year. I'm telling you, man, seven and six for Texas Tech could have easily been nine and three, ten and two, eleven and one. I mean, this 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 group of players, they 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 so remind me. Of a Mike Leach-led Texas Tech team Because they got so much heart They got so much determination You know They will throw the ball All over the yard But what they will do different From From what From what From what Lynch did There Is that They will run the ball. I mean, you had a 1,300-yard rusher last year. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you had a 1,300-yard rusher at Texas Tech. That's unheard of. For a team that throws the ball all over the yard, to have a, I think it was 1,200, 1,300-yard rusher, and then you have a quarterback that's a dual threat quarterback that can actually spin it. In Patrick Mahomes, you you don't see you don't see that very often. You you, you don't see that very often. Where Patrick Mahomes had almost five thousand yards passing last year, he had four thousand six hundred yards passing. Uh, he had another another 400, 500 yards on the ground. He had almost 5,000 yards of total offense himself last year. He was third in the nation in, in, in passing yards. This is a, this is an underrated Patrick Mahomes, who's giving up baseball. I mean, if you if you don't know the Mahomes name, the Mahomes name, you know his father Pat played for the Twins for a number of years. Was a closer. Was a starter. Patrick Mahomes was just as good a baseball player as he was a football player. Um, was actually on scholarship as a baseball player at Texas Tech, not a football player. So let let let's keep this in perspective here. He was a baseball he has a baseball scholarship at Texas Tech. He's no longer playing baseball. But since he's under that that scholarship, he counts. he now counts toward football and the extra scholarship that you had for baseball at Texas Tech goes back. So now they have, so now they have, you know, eighty five scholarships now at, at Tech as opposed to 82, 83 because you had other dual players. You had other players that were under, under scholarship with other with other parts of the program. Track had a track guy. Had had a track guy. Had two track guys. And Mahomes was a baseball guy. So now that you have those guys have moved on, you know DeAndre Washington moved on, 1300 yard rusher last year. Jakeem Grant was the number one target for for Patrick Mahomes. Now you have now you have some other players that that are set, that are going to step up. And and I'm telling you, out on the plains of Texas, this could be. This could be one of those, one of those seasons. A, a lot like, a lot like two thousand eight. For, I mean, this could be a lot like two thousand eight. Um, in regards to to Texas Tech, you know, going eleven and two, going to a going to a big ball game. You know, they've got some big games coming. They got some, some other season matchups that got a really good Arizona State team coming up. We'll talk about Arizona State coming up in the next couple of weeks. But you got a really good Stephen F. Austin team last year. Made it, to the FC, it, it made it to the FCS playoffs, lost in the first round. It's a really good Stephen F. Austin team from the Piney Woods. Um, if you don't know what the Piney Woods is, go Google it. <laughs> but um, from the Piney Woods region of Texas. Um, you got a really good Louisiana Tech team who's going to be looking for a new quarterback to replace Jeff Driscoll. If you don't know, don't remember who Jeff Driscoll is, just remember Florida, him getting hurt. So you need to know. You know, you got home games against K-State, TCU, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. You, know, you still got to to go on the road to Oklahoma. You still got to go on the road to Texas. You still got to go on the road to Baylor. But at Baylor, because that that's a neutral side game. <laughs> this could be one of the best neutral side games in all of in all of FCS. In all of FBS. This could be one of the best games of the year. Because you're going to see two high-powered offenses. You're going to see two quarterbacks who, like I said, will throw it all over the yard. You will see you see things that are so different from each one of these teams. From each one of these teams that you that you just you just want to be there. You just want to sit in your chair, or if you're at a tailgate at another game, say for instance the Iron Bowl, uh, you know, so to speak. This is one of those nights that you just want you just want to be there because so this is going to be a special. Watching Baylor and Texas State play because they could put up 900 yards apiece. <laughs> They're gonna put up 80 points. You know, over under uh, the over under for, for that game is, is 130 points. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Texas State Baylor is gonna be one of the be- better games of the year, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Now. You know what can I mean, like the difficulty for Texas Tech is, is simple if they can find a defense that doesn't give up forty plus points a game like they did last year if they can if they can find more points to put on the board and find the defense to to basically shut down some of these great offenses in the Big Twelve. Texas Tech could easily win eight nine games. They honestly they should be seven and four eight and three. Six and five. You know they can have between six and eight wins. Before they play, but the big barometer game for me in regards to Texas Tech is the trip to Manhattan where they play Oklahoma, where they play Kansas State. This is, you know, game two of the Big 12 schedule, is it's their first test. It's gonna be their first real in conference test as well. So, This is where I see them having hiccups. You know, West Virginia is going to be very much improved. And not only is West Virginia going to be uh, improved, they've also got a coach that's on the hot seat that's going to be touching his butt off. And then Hogerson. We'll get to that in just a second. But I think that because of this, because of K State, because of West Virginia, and because of Oklahoma, and T C U mean, they've got a gauntlet of games as well. But they're going through the whole gauntlet of games in succession. I mean, K State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, T C U, Texas, Oklahoma State. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get from Iowa State with a new head coach and then excuse me, and then you have Baylor. I mean, you have a little break in between in between games. Kansas you know, Kansas, you don't know what you're going to get from David Beatty's side. But then, like I said, you run the whole gauntlet of just really good teams back-to-back weeks. You know, K-State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Baylor. I mean, you're at K-State, you're at TCU, you're at Oklahoma State, you have neutral site games, you have a neutral side game against against Baylor. I mean, this is a good, good, good tech, tech team that's that's gonna face really, really tough opposition in the Big 12. This this is by far possibly one of the roughest of all the Big 12 schedules in regards to in regards to timelines and how you play them. This is the very this is probably the toughest of the tough. You know moving forward and we well again we 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 can go we can go to West Virginia and I'm looking at West Virginia and as as contributor Audrey Gunther says <laughs> Dana Hogerson is hanging on to his job by a thread. And not only is he hanging on to his job by a thread, but He's actually making things very, very, very difficult for himself. Um, you know, this year he's got Sky Howard. next year he'll have Will Greer. This is I mean, he's in a he's in a situation he can hang on to a job and he actually improves on the eight and five record that he had last year. You know, he, you know, he improves on the eight five record last year. And and uh, really, really, really um, takes momentum from his really good spring, the really good bowl win. That Skylar Howard can be one of those guys who could be a really, really big force in regards to to being an elite level back to Big Twelve. He can establish himself as a lead level quarterback. And then we look at we look at what he's got. You know, Wendell Smallwood gone. Michelle Shell is back. You know, and then you got the back seven on fence. But you know, one of the big things that they're gonna miss uh, from that defense is the safeties. The safeties. You know, Daryl Worley, Terrell Chestnut, yeah. They've got to rebuild their whole secondary, pretty much. Um, you know, you gotta find you gotta find a leader at linebacker because Quiethouse is gone. Worley and Chestnut are gone. Um, you know, the hard-hitting safety, Carl Joseph, he's gone. So you, you've got a lot to build defensively. You've got isn't offensively. But if he can find receivers that can step in and play as well as they've been playing, then you're going to hear some rumblings coming from West Virginia. I really believe that and mark my words. This is a good good this is a really good West Virginia team. The the results probably haven't haven't been there, but this is a good West Virginia team. You know, even though I I know there's a lot of the a lot of the the faithful don't like Dana Hogerson in West Virginia, but this could be a really really good good team. Um, I mean, you look at that schedule. This is a difficult schedule as well. They're non they're non they're non <laughs> conference schedule. I mean. You've got an improving Missouri team with Drew Locke and a new offense coordinator, and Josh Heupel. We'll get into Missouri in a couple of weeks. Johnstown State, who's coached by Bo Pellini, um, they off week. And then you got BYU. Yeah, BYU and Landover. And then you jump right into Big 12 play after that. I mean, with K-State at home, and, you know, and then again, the gauntlet starts. You know, you got a little bit of a break. <laughs> you got a little bit of a break between some of the big boys, but, you know, West Virginia at Tech, home to TCU, at Oklahoma State, you know, Kansas at home, at Texas, Oklahoma at home, at Iowa State, at home to Baylor. This is a, this is a this is a it's not a nightmare of a schedule because of the way that the schedule has broken down for them. They don't face the top 5 in the Big 12 top to bottom as of yet. Like 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 Texas does or like um like K-State does. Like 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 a lot of the, the teams do, you know they don't play a gauntlet of games. They've actually got a little bit of a break between because you got Iowa State in between Oklahoma State, you got Kansas between <laughs> Oklahoma State and Texas. And then you got Iowa State between Oklahoma and Baylor. But then again, I mean, like I said, you don't know what Kansas team's are gonna show up. You don't you don't know what kind of Iowa State what Iowa State team's are gonna show up because of new head coach. So it just really depends on how well Dana Hogerson can get this team to play. They've got great special teams. They've got they really good special teams. You know, they're they're replacing the opponent. They've got to replace Carl Joseph. They gotta replace, you know, two uh, they've gotta replace three of their four secondary. They gotta replace a great a great linebacker in, in Kwiatkowski. So this is a good, this is a really, really tough scale for West Virginia. But if they can do a quick rebuild on the defense, I can't see them going anywhere but up um and being a dark horse in the Big Twelve. Um just I just really can't see them doing anything else. Now you know we <laughs> but, but, you know we're talking about dark horses I let's we'll talk about my state uh, people talk about west virginia a lot of people talk about texas you know let's look at the top of the of the big 12 oklahoma let's, let's start with let's start with, with oklahoma state this oklahoma state team i i i tell you we were subject on hot the the last three of the last four games of the year. And what I mean by hot is is like, you know, they were really good the week before Balum. And then Balum came, they looked horrible. You know, um <laughs> they looked horrible. And then You know, after Bedlam, they, they had they had the game again. They had, I mean, they just look they look bad. <laughs> they looked bad, you know, they looked real bad. I mean, you lose, I can't remember who they lost to before, but then they lost to, um, but then they lost Bedlam big. And then they went, then they went, to a bowl, to a bowl of six game, faced faced a really good Ole Miss team, and got. I mean, honestly, they got destroyed in that game. And again, this is this is a really good Oklahoma State team. It just got destroyed. Um. You know, winning ten games last year but winning games in the in the way that they won and you know, the three games losing streak, it is just not it wasn't a good look for Oklahoma State. Um they're they're bringing back Mason Rudolph as number one, you know, almost four hundred almost four thousand yards passing last year, twenty one touchdowns. Um You know the guy James Washington back who who flirted with was going to the league and I'm glad he came back. Um, But the bigger question is the offensive line, running back. um, You know seven starters are back, but. The one thing that, that that really bothers me about Oklahoma State is, you know, you lose a guy like Emmanuel Ogba, who was a 2nd draft pick. You lose Kevin Peterson, who um, uh, uh, who's going to camp? I can't remember whose camp he's going. He's going to, um, but Oklahoma State has a they've got a favorable schedule. Um, very very top-heavy. I mean, Central Michigan is not going to be a pushover. Pitt's not going to be a pushover. And then they jump right into conference play at Baylor, home to Texas. And then, and then Iowa State. I mean, they don't, they don't get a break until week seven, which is, no uh, middle of the season, October 15th. But then they run the gauntlet. I mean, they, they really... They run a gauntlet of sorts, but it's not really as bad. I said it's not really as bad as people think because they've only got I mean they've got to go on the road three times, but home games against Texas Texas Tech and West Virginia. This this helps them out a lot because of the travel, but at the same time same token, they've got to go to Baylor, they've got to go to TCU, they've got to go to Oklahoma, and they've got to go to K State. That this could be, this could be one of those circle of the wagons type deals. I mean, you're gonna be facing a you're gonna be facing a really good Texas team a week before they play Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout. Now, if if they can get a win, and if they can get a win in the first few, if they can get at least two wins out of out of the first three Big Twelve games, I don't see any other way that Oklahoma State won't, won't win away the the rest. This is this is a good Oklahoma State team they're in the same boat as as West Virginia in a sense because they've lost a lot on on the on the defensive side of ball. They can do a quick rebuild and they can get guys who to buy in to the philosophy to the philosophies defensively. This could be this could be a good year for Texas for Oklahoma State. Do I say one team again like they did last year? I think I think the I think the most I win this year is probably nine, eight at the nine is a stretch. Nine nine is a good stretch. I can see them winning nine. I can see them uh, eight may be more realistic than nine, but I can see them being eight and four, nine and three, only because. You've got to go to McLean Stadium. You've got to go to you've got to go to the, the Schneider Memorial. You've got to go to and G. Carter. And then you've got to go to an expanded Gaylord family <laughs> stadium. Um I mean, I even hate using the word Gaylord family. I mean Oklahoma's field has always been Owen Field to me. So they've got to go to an expanded Owen Field <laughs> to play Oklahoma. In bedlam, so that barometer is i mean eight nine games of a stretch, eight is probably more realistic. I can see them when i can even see them doing seven and i can even see them going seven and five with this kind of schedule I mean you don't know what you're gonna get because. You don't know the status of James Conner. Will he will he play this season? or Will he not play this season? That's yet to be seen. Pittsburgh's got to find a quarterback. So, but Central Michigan, S- Southeast Louisiana, those are good teams. Those are good teams. One's an FBS school. One's the FCS school. One's a MAC school. You know, you, you never know what you're gonna find in the MAC. So. Um, in that regard, but it's so this is such a difficult thing to, to talk about, especially with Oklahoma State, because if they don't rebuild the way that they should defensively, you're looking at a seven win team. They can get the guys together, like again like I said, to buy into the philosophy, the defensive philosophy, then you should have no problems whatsoever getting that eight to nine win platform. Um, To the 8-9 wins Do I think that they win more than More than More than 8-9 games Not with this schedule Not with the schedule Even though Even though the big boys are spread out Throughout the schedule Oklahoma State Still They still have to Get the And Find some other weapons on the offensive side of ball. If they can find they can find another receiver to go with James Washington. They're gonna be just fine. They're gonna be just fine. So but we're gonna take a quick session break. we be right. At, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk more about more about the Big Twelve and then I'll give you my I'll give you my predictions on who'll win the, the Big Twelve, give you my predictions on who'll be the player of the year and who are the of the players to look for. So Y'all tuned and we'll be right back.
0: Feelings denied, the daytime arrives, your nightmare's confirmed. My whole tribe's alive. We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why. Sixth grade, He's telling me I can't fly. My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high. So understand, got a city on standby. Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. For 5 a.m., up in the morning, we duck in the light. Earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, out of it all night and that's that's a hell of a night. Eat the tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing. Your mind the mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane. The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dream. What? Uh, a low limit what the frame brings. Low limit what the frame brings. We up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. But hold up, let them fix it. In. No pills is still limitless <laughs> Recouping the true essence, the legends you pass on Live forever while we reminisce True precision I give forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on a dotted whiz Seeing signs that you clown rappers on Comets Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life and stage play a part, but we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy bit. Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges, as long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming. Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget. A liar, well y'all liars rely on the same subject. What? The tracks, women, the aim, bringing the same things. Your mind locking the lames, rocking the same bling. The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dreams. Uh, a low limit, what the frame brings? Frame, low limit, what the frame brings? We up late again, flying on the same thing. No limit what the flame brings. We up late again, flying on the same thing. Flying Flying on the same. Flying on the on the same Flying the Flying on the snow. on the snow. Flying on the same thing. A low limit with the frame brains. A low limit with the frame brains, yeah. A low limit with the frame brains. Uh, plotting on the same things. We're yeah. about to get acquired in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, You're yeah. Still, so Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest, to would the guessed this with the fame brain? Come and be my guest, you can get blamed? man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow, as I crafter with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, Try to stack up all this jam. Try snatching for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me bent. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. shootin' lyrics off my men, don't make you rappers. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clips. That's a semi-automatic. You can bet we bring the havoc. Load the barrel, let them have it. Just be sure to leave your address. I'm addressing all the rappers playing dressed up. You in the wrong sector. Thought i tell you the rap game is not a pageant. It's tragic. Since I'm young, and been bustin', bummed to get out the gutter, avoiding trouble, and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger. I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers, now I'm no longer the underdog, I'm heating up this summer. No more dreaming, only action, me my team gon' make it happen. We just schemin', strategizin'. while you guys are steady napping. Treasure my presence like pirate chest, I'm spitting crack, release the crackin'. Kyle, I'm moving back, and so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey. Dead and evicted And even Claws knew that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys They tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message You just missed this Hey, we been working hard People never stop their hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green But we ain't even met the fame yet bet, bet, bet It's too much money here I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for 36 million And we got people starving in the streets That is not idealistic, that's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way, there's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich, I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me.
4: It don't. How do you I just wanna talk to me? How do you I just wanna talk to me? Yeah. Man, let me talk to you. Baby looking good, rockin' red bottom. Push so good, get your heart problems. Flying state, to state, she ain't nothing like rich. She ain't love with me. Get your sister leaning out the picture. I'm fucked with these lights on. My love. Do you ever dream of making love to a rich nigga? I'm to stroke right, this for sex picture Blame it on the liquor, girl, I got a liquor you. you either layin' with me or you playin' with me In other words, baby, are you fuckin' with me? I just wanna know if you fuckin' with me Let niggas know, cause I really feel you Got me on my zone, girl, what's up with you? I just wanna talk to you, girl, about your kitchen I water my chain, I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you higher than the black machine, never seen Pull up in the shit she ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you Nothing like a little girl, let me talk to you Baby girl,
3: let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just wanna talk to you I just wanna talk to but you Put your phone on the wall with me I never phone with none of these lines Y'all nigga really get it Y'all nigga really good G5 to the west side <laughs> Rock got a nigga high <laughs> Brother, I'm
4: a you to the sky <laughs> You're a million to the sky I just want to talk to you, girl, about the fruit drop of water in my chain. Now I'm way, way cooler. I'm going to get you higher than the planet you ain't never seen. Pull up in the shit you ain't never seen. I just want to talk to you. Nothing like the lead, baby girl. Let me talk to you. Huh? you smoking on some shit from the west side. I'm going to get you higher than the east side. Bulling with the niggas on the right side. I'm the type of nigga that'll keep right. Pull up at the red light. I'm going to drop the top of the hair right. She ain't nothing like no mother bitch. She fell in love with a real nigga, all the dribble got me fuckin' with her Baby girl, know I'm fine, I just wanna talk to you girl About the future, I put water in my chain, I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you higher in the planet she ain't never seen Pull up in the sheets she ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you girl, let me talk to you Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me me. I just want me talk to you. I just wanna
3: talk to but you. Put your phone on the wall with me. Phone, I, with. I never phone with none of these lambs. Y'all really good. Y'all really good. G5 to the west side. I got it, nigga high. I got a nigga high. you see the sky. You're really cause I'm like,
4: Red bottom slippers, she my Cinderella. Magic the city G5 shout about whatever. She poked us by getting in. that worry about you, bitches. A vision on paper, no time for the haters. Shots on dead, baby girl, turn up with me. Once you gon' turn up with me, not if I check, got me ballin' like PD Orlando, my city, let's get it, we livin' We gon' make a move with no mad name Kim K, Ray J, way before Kanye Send in my city, we fuckin' till Monday Put the phone down and walk with me Molly got McGee, want to talk to me Run a game like 2K But we look out it a long I way I talk to your girl, about the future I bought in my China, way, way cooler I'ma get you higher than the planet, she never seen the team, I just want to talk to you, girl, let me talk to you
3: Nothing like the last baby, girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just want to talk to you Put your phone on the wall with me fall on wall with. I never phone with none of these lanes. Nigga really Y'all Young nigga really good G5 to the west side, west side. Rock got a nigga high I it high. I'm a you see the sky, the sky. You're in the i I'm
2: Oh, uh, uh, uh. Ball.
5: Drop you insane, drop you up a wall. Staring at your known piece very strong. Stronger than pride, stronger than Teflon. Take you on the ave and you buy me links. Now I want a pound of until it's thick. You could be my mama and I'll be your boy. I
2: read you not a
0: rude boy, never am I coy. You could be a shorty in my ill convoy. Not to come across as a thug or a hood. But hun, you got the hood, like Madeline Wood. By the way, my name's Money, the five-foot freak. They say we get together by the end of the week. Simply said no, label me up a... I said, how you figure? My friends tell me so I hate when silly groupies want to run their yacht
5: Word to God, hon, I don't get down like that I'll have you weak in the knees that you can hardly speak Or we can do like Uncle Ella swinging F in my G Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet See, I'm not to take the type of kid to have my biz in the street don't approve, then I'll just be low. Let me take the little man from inside the boat. Let me hit it from the back, girl. I won't catch a hernia. So Talk on your couch now. You got semen furniture. Shy, he fights for the extra piece. Stacy Beetle PJ, and my man LG. They know the jack is really so on ice. The character is a man, never ever a mite. Shorty, let me tell you about my only
2: vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. <laughs> it ain't nothing nice. he said to him he let
1: To the press box and the tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Jermaine is in the building. We're in the press box, and like I said, we're going over some. We're going going through the preview, starting the preview today. The Big Twelve is today. Next week, next week, next week uh, is to be determined. <laughs> now nah, I'm serious. Next week is uh. Next week we're gonna talk about um. We're gonna hit, we're gonna hit everybody up. We're gonna go Big Ten next week and uh, we'll talk some Big Ten football and and just break it down in the gritty because there's a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of leeway that's going just going down in the Big Ten. So we'll talk about the Big Ten next week. Um, also probably uh, hopefully uh next week we can have Scott Smith uh part of the show, we'll we'll start the recruit of the week and and uh, and uh, and that nature. So, y'all tune with us and uh, and everything. So, but well, we're gonna jump right back into the into the nitty gritty that is the Big Twelve and and uh, you know we we talk about you know, we're talking about some of the top, some of the top teams in the Big Twelve and um. The last two teams we're gonna to talk today, um, Baylor and Oklahoma. Um, Baylor is, is, you know, just just a mess over there in Waco, and and um, you know, God willing, that that whole situation works itself out. Um, they're almost assured if if Penn State got. Got, you know, probation for as many years as they did and, and lost all the scholarships they did. I don't see why, why better wouldn't get the same. Now, before we even go any further in regards to, to, to uh, it's one of the things, it's one thing that I want, I want to point out. And I, I, I really don't care. What you may think of Depa and what he may, uh, what he may have meant to you as a, as a as a coach as a player, this that the third. This is this is what my thing is. The guys did. You're vilifying a guy
2: who quote
1: people say, quote, he knew about what was going on with Jerry Sandusky. Okay. The report has said that I said nothing about him. People who have testified against him, I mean, and and this is a guy who's a John Doe. Okay. He, he is too... I mean, I, I understand that that you know privacy is a thing, is a thing, but if you're too coward, if you're too cowardly to put your name on a statement that you made back in '76, here it is almost here it is almost 40 years later, and you still have you, you still won't own up to what you said, saying it saying that he knew what was going on. Well, if he knew what was going on you said it in court. Why can't you own it? Why can't you own it now? Because if he really said those things, don't you think that that would have came out in the free court? A lot of the things that some of these people say make absolutely no sense whatsoever. You're anonymous. I know. You're, you say that this thing happened. Well, if it happened, be a man or a woman and come out and say these things happened because the people that have said this thing happened, the people have come out and said that, that this has happened. Joe Pa, you know, they asked about Joe Pa, did Joe Pa know? Did you know Joe pa? The free report said that Joe Pa knew about it. He went to he went to the right authorities with it. He went to the school chancellor who did nothing. So before you sit up here and you kinda of vilify Joe Patano, think about what you've heard in the past. Think about what you've what you've heard come out of other people's mouth in regards to this. Because this is not fair to a guy who has been who's been vilified throughout, been fired for something that really had nothing to do with him, because they say he knowingly knew. But the freeport actually vindicated him. So, whether A, you're you're an advocate for just keeping crap going, or B. You're siding with some with somebody or something that a doesn't have a name or face, and b until he comes out and says it, there's no credibility to me. Period. Something to say about that. Now getting back to getting back to uh, the Big 12 football. And Baylor, like I said, the, the whole situation in Baylor with Art Brows is It's just really, really hard. Is Jim Grove a one-and-done guy at Baylor? Let's think about what Jim Grove has done at private schools, private institutions. At Ohio, he did a pretty good job at Ohio. Left Ohio, come to Wake Forest, made Wake Forest relevant. 11 win seasons, three years. 10 plus winning seasons three years in a row which was never done in the history of Wake Forest football Give Riley Skinner folk hero Sam Swank and he had some really really good
2: recruits now When
1: the rotation out occurred in terms of recruits, you know you regress a little bit. You know, eight wins, seven wins, four wins, two wins, two wins, and then you decided to to leave. It's hard. This this is a good coach that's got a good pedigree. Will he be at Baylor for the next next two three years? I don't know. Will they Will they bring in another coach? Will they bring in a coach that's that similar to what Browse was? Very interesting to know. You know, a lot of people are saying that you know it's Gus Malzahn's job once he gets fired from Auburn. Question is, Gus not going to get fired from Auburn? We'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks with the SEC. But really, at a team that has a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball. You know, Katie Cannon. Again, we we talked about Katie Cannon in the beginning of the show. You know, and Corey Coleman. Shockham was back. Seth Rose was back. You know, you lose a guy like him who decided to to go ahead and to go ahead and. And then you know, you lose on the defense side of the ball, you lose Sean Oakman, Jamal Palmer, Andrew 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 Bill, Bo Batshear, and Xavier and Howard who all either got drafted or have signed deals to go to camp with the clubs, with with the NFL clubs. Um you know this is a quick rebuild for for Baylor because they've got depth on both sides of the, both sides of, of, the uh, of the line offensively and defensively Seth Russell if he's healthy is going to be just an outstanding quarterback you know you got other players that you got other players you got other receivers that can be really, really good coming in this year. You know, are you going to play a lot of true freshmen? You probably will play a lot of true freshmen. This will probably be the last year that they'll have 85 scholarships anyway because I, I, I cannot imagine Baylor not getting some sort of repercussion in regards to what's going on right now. I mean... This is very, 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 very. This is a very trying time for Baylor. Baylor favorable schedule. I mean, very favorable schedule. You now you get tested early. Now you gonna have a pretty good SMU team um, with a new quarterback, Kyle Allen, who is a uh, Kyle Allen who you know. I'm sorry, uh SMU who's got, a, who's got a, a quarterback who um who's transferred out of out of another SEC or Big Twelve program. You got Rice. Rice is always good. David Baylor's always got that Rice team going. Um and then you jump in conference play, Oklahoma State. coming. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas. No, you have off week sandwich between Kansas. It's in the Kansas game. You have Iowa State off week, Kansas off week. And then you go through the gauntlet of six straight games against <laughs> I mean favorable schedule because it's not so favorable the schedule. But you've got Oklahoma Oklahoma State at home. You have TCU at home. You have Kansas State at home, which is which is really big in regards to um, the crowd noise and, and momentum that that can be shifted. But you've got to go to Texas. You've got to go to Oklahoma. You've got to go to Tech, and you and you've got Texas Tech at at um you got Texas Tech in, in AT you know AT&T Stadium, and then you're. And then you go to Morgantown to end the season. This is this is a little bit different from what West Virginia's going through, where you know is much middle of the schedule. That's that's heavy. Baylor has a back heavy schedule that helped them get into the playoffs. Help them. You know, that could possibly help them get into the playoffs, possibly help them go forward with the season. Now, Baylor can win 10, 11 games with this schedule. It's quite possible. With the depth that they have, it is very much possible. But the question marks remain at quarterback, the depth that the depth and on your defensive line and your secondary because you lost a couple guys out of your secondary as well. Um, so if they can do if they can find guys to I won't say plug in but guys who will take ownership of those positions this is going to be a really good Baylor team because they don't lose much on the offensive side of the ball. They lost one offensive line and they've lost, they lost uh, they lost Corey Cole of course. But this is a good battle team. Ten, ten wins is not out of the realm of possibility. Eleven wins is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, one loss in the conference, they could be ten and two. Two losses in the conference, you know, a two loss, a two loss conference team in a Big Ten, in the Big Twelve, can possibly get you into the playoffs. Possibly, quite possibly. Depending on how, when, where you lose those games at. This is, like I said, this is a blessing for Baylor, and this is also a curse for Baylor because since they have a back-heavy schedule, there's no room for error for them. Now, if this was, now if they had like a spread-out schedule, kind of like how Texas and Tech, Tech has have their schedules, this could be, this is really good for them. High risk, high reward for Baylor this season because you got the six best teams in your conference in six weeks, from the, um, the last week, Halloween weekend, all the way up until the weekend until championship Saturday. So this is a, this is a really, really, this really, really back heavy, difficult, rough schedule for Baylor. Now. Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, I I will tell you like this. Eight and five in twenty fourteen. You get rid of you get rid of, of offense coordinator and Josh Heupel, who've been with the program for so long. You get rid of offensive guys, you get rid of um some defensive coach get rid of a couple of defensive coaches. And your offensive coordinator and your quarterback's coach. And a guy Lincoln Riley, who was at Tulsa. And, oh boy. In nine Big 12 contests, you average 47 points a game. You put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands, and he throws for almost 4,000 yards. I mean, this is a really good Oklahoma team top two bottom you have you have recruits coming in and you possibly have Baker Mayfield for another two seasons not only this year but next year he's a senior who has been granted a next year of eligibility due to the overhaul of the rules in the Big 12 where you had where you lose your eligibility if you Transfer. This is a great ruling for Oklahoma. Even though you have a guy like Kyler Murray waiting in the wings, and you have another quarterback who is just as good as Kyler Murray that's behind him. This is a this is a really really good Oklahoma team. Samaje so Piron, who I'm surprised came back for his new year. Um, you know, you lose Sterling Shepherd. You you lose a couple of office, lose a couple of offensive linemen, but the offensive line has to improve from last year because that offensive line got beat up in the, in that in that bowl game last year. God, I mean, they they got beat up and they got beat up a lot last year as well. Um they get hot at the right time. They lose a guy like they lose quarterbacks, cornerback like a Zach Sanchez, who's in the who's who's in the CFL. Who uh, got signed with the CFL team, left that CFL team, now he's in the, on the NFL training camp roster. Eric Striker, who who went early in the draft, who went uh, third day in the draft. So I mean, you lose a lot of guys there, and the defense is just as good. You know, they only gave up 22 points a game in Big 12 play. Looking at what. Looking at what is coming back for for Oklahoma, as opposed to to some of the other some of the other schools in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma is in a great spot. This is why I'm going to pick Oklahoma to win the Big Twelve. They've got they've got a great offensive coordinator. They've got a great defensive coordinator. They've got some guys coming back. They got. They've got guys coming back. They've got six stars back on the the defense side of the ball. They can bring in guys to come in and play. You know, there's some guys that that have a lot of playing time on both sides of the ball that have played really, really good, really good. This is a really good Oklahoma team. I mean, their schedule sets up so perfect for for them. I mean, One of the one of the biggest dates on their schedule is September seventeenth where they go to where they they're at home to Ohio State. It it revamped expanded Owen Field. Or as people now call it, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. It's Owen Field for me. I will have been on field, always will be Owen Field. You know, you look at this. When you look at Ohio State, this is a matchup. This is a non-conference matchup probably of the season. We'll talk about Ohio State next week. But you go into Ohio State, then you have off week, and then you start start your descent into the Big 12. This is a high-risk, high-reward conference, and this is the reason why I say this. You're playing nine games. You're playing nine conference games. You play all nine. You play all nine of the other teams. There's there's so much risk and reward in this. You're at TCU. You're at Texas Tech. You're at West Virginia, and then you finish at, you finish with Bedlam at home. You know you have you have Texas in, in the Red River Shootout. Then you come back next week with K State. Then the week after that, you go to Lubbock. The week after that, you're home to Kansas. The week after that, you go to Ames. Then you have Baylor at home. Excuse me, you have Baylor at home. Then you go to Morgantown. Then you have an off week. Is This is an ultra-tough schedule. But I think, without a shadow of a doubt, the first three games of the year, this is probably the best three-game stretch. Probably... Don't they're going to stretch of any of the teams in the in the Big Twelve. You know, second. I mean, you got. I mean, Texas got Notre Dame and Cal, but you've got a really good Houston team with Greg Ward Jr. and that and that stifling defense and that, and those guys down there in Houston. You got them. You got them, and you got them in Houston. You play Houston at, at NRG, which is pretty much a home game for Houston. Then you have Louisiana Monroe at home. Then you have Ohio State at home. This is a tough stretch of three games because so this is a really good Louisiana Monroe team out of the Sun Belt. I mean, we all know what Ohio State's going to bring to the table, and you got Houston who went twelve and who went thirteen and one last year. This is this is a tough tough. Schedule for anybody to take a, to take a hold to, Oklahoma's probably got the toughest schedule in the Big Twelve because of where the games lie and how the games lie. You know, the big barometer game for Oklahoma is Ohio State because I mean, it, and you can even argue that Week One is going to be very very challenging for for Oklahoma with Houston. This is a really good Houston team, a really good Louisiana Monroe team and a really good Oklahoma a really good Ohio State team. I mean and then you run the gauntlet. You know, you have you have nine games in in, in a ten week span. You know. With off with with one off week, which is the Thanksgiving weekend week. And then you got Bedlam on Championship Saturday. This is a really, really difficult schedule. I wouldn't schedule on my other. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I mean, this this is how difficult the schedule is. But let me give you my rundown of who I, who I think how I think the Big Twelve will will shape. I think Oklahoma will win Big Twelve. I think Oklahoma State will fit ahead of Baylor. So. Bedlam will come. Bedlam will be the conference championship game again this year, like it was in 2015. But the game of the year for me in the Big 12, you have to go to November
2: 12.
1: <laughs> November 12 is probably the weekend of all weekends in the Big 12 because you got teams that I mean the big, the big games in the Big 12 on, on November 12. Baylor Oklahoma um Baylor Oklahoma Oklahoma State Texas Tech Texas West Virginia This is a big, this is the showcase I think November 12 could be the showcase week for the Big Ten, for the Big 12 as a whole because of who you have playing on those day, on those days This is a big big it's a big Big time for the Big Twelve. Market calendars, November twelfth, game of the year, twelve, Baylor at Oklahoma. And quite frankly, I cannot wait for that week for that weekend because that's actually my birthday weekend. So big weekend that weekend. I mean you have other games that weekend as well. Um Georgia Auburn. Um problem um, that weekend. I mean, there's a lot of big-time games that are, are going to be on November 12th, and this could be the showcase week for both the Big 12 and the SEC. We'll get into the SEC in the next couple of weeks, but for for me, November 12, November 5th and November 12th are probably the, the two biggest weeks for the Big 12. Period. Enough said. Um... I mean I, I, there's no doubt about it. November 5 and November 12 are the big weeks for the Big 12. I mean, those are feast or famine weeks for the Big 12. Those are big weeks in regards to how things are going to work pan out in the Big 12. Number 3 for me is Baylor. Even with all the turmoil that Baylor has, if Jim Grove can bring stability to that program, for this season, and they find a head coach that will that will be there throughout probation because you know they're going to get probation, you know they're going to get scholarships taken away. This could be the year for Baylor to strike while the iron's hot. TCU four for me, and I have TCU at four because. They they're not hurting as much as the other five te- as the other six teams are, but well, as the, as the three next three teams are, and five are my dark horses. You know, five five six and seven. You know, Texas. I have Texas at five. I have West Virginia at six, and I have Texas Tech at seven. Those could change. The, those three can change very, very, very easily. If Texas can get hot, Texas could could possibly. I mean, if Texas gets hot, they get win. They get momentum type against Notre Dame or or Cal, and then carry that momentum through Bedlam. This is a. This team that could possibly win the Big 12. Not saying that they're going to win the Big 12, but they are the, a true dark horse in the Big 12. They have a lot of say-so in the Big 12 this season. West Virginia is in the same boat. Texas Tech is in the same boat. Those, These three teams can find defenses to go along with strong, strong points in their offense. These teams can unseat the core four, the Oklahoma states, the Oklahoma's Oklahoma states better than TCUs of of the Big 12. Then you look at K-State. I have K-State at eight, but do not rest on K-State, period. And the reason why I say that is because there's really no expectation for them to do anything. And this is when they're the most dangerous. So Look out for K State. Iowa State, you know, new coach gonna go through some growing pains. Do I think that they could be they could be the best the best team? Give them three years. David Beattie, you know expanded facility, new facilities coming in, which means new recruits are gonna start coming in. So this is very this is this is a good time for Kansas if they want to move up in that upper echelon of the Big 12, this is a good time for them to do it. Um, they can pull some upsets, but I still think they'll finish bottom of the league. I mean, uh, there's no other way around it. And that's my thought. And those are my thoughts on the Big 12. Um, player of the year in the Big 12, um, I, I will say the player of the year in the Big 12 is going
2: to be,
1: I can honestly player in the Big Twelve could be Baker Mayfield, could be Baker Mayfield, could Patrick Holmes, uh, or Somazir Piran. If Samadre Piron can can get can go back to what got him to the to got his name up there and not have the injury that he did last year. This is a really, this is a really good Samajay Piran. This is a really good Oklahoma team as I've said before. So player for me, um, Baker Mayfield, but um, you know, other contenders, Samajit Piran, Samajit Piran for me, and and Patrick Mahomes. Newcomer of the year. Me, the newcomer of the year will be Will be Kenny Hill. Kenny Hill, seven and one as a starter at at um Texas. You know, got a little bit full of himself. You know, lost his way a little bit. Uh, Jake Spavital, um, you know, arguments with him, you know, became his downfall. And now Spavital is gone, and he he's at he's at TCU. So those are my thoughts defensive player of the year i mean i i mean I love, i mean defensive player of the year It's is going to be very very difficult to pick a player a defensive player of the year but i do like dakota allen i i think that he of texas tech I think that he could be one of those breakout kind of kind of guys uh, all in all he's going to be a great in the big 12 again um but yeah, you know, I got a 12 more seconds left in there. I wanna thank everybody for being a part of the show and I also wanna thank my admin Wendy, my um my mentor, my friend T Rex. Uh check him out, check us out. Um uh, can go on the dot com, by Tanch Twitter, telegraph crew Killgate crew on Twitter, uh Mr. Kid Retro. Check out TurnTable Um, Just check us out And let's keep Keep the name that we have Um, With that being said Thank you for all your support And let's go tailgating
0: Yeah man Hey, yo, see, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Got to find something.
2: You
0: can't me. Oh, I can't? You can't save me, no. But I can try,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. But well, what then? I'll be over you know that
0: ain't so bad.
2: On yeah,
0: I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf with a pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural, I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, that that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I've still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weighted of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah. Let it rock. But you want some soul shit. Yeah. And she just keeps saying. You
2: can't rescue me. Oh, no.
0: Nah. You can't save me, no. You know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah. whipping through the horizon, my timing is something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive, and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. want to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own. Now, swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming after the phone while well, I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal. How I ran up the standards of how we living. It's funny they pull the camera to picture how I'm going to get it. When years I've been in my zone, and it's just how